0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a, well, it's a Monday morning, basically at this point. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning and Spoon Ice Cream. I would mainline some caffeine right about now. Just, just into
1: my veins. Get get it on. Let's go. I would do that. I would uh, take some of the snacks and the uh, sandwiches. and You know what, Brian? Yeah. I might even eat a cinnamon roll or something right now. I need something.
0: This, we, we've got Joel at his most desperate. He hasn't had dinner yet. He's, he's a little hangry, I can tell. Yeah, We might be able to get a dessert down him at this point. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Well, but when he's in a better mood, and something that puts him in a better mood, is strange brew coffee. Mm. That's something that gets Joel going in the right direction. So hopefully tomorrow when he wakes up in the morning, he'll have a, a fresh cup of it. And he can start his day the right way. Just the way you all can. Here in Starville. two locations to serve you. Or, of course, they've got Brupolo in Tupelo. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. That's the place to shop for MSU merchandise. MSU baseball merchandise available in all small sizes: small, extra small, whatever size. You know, you can wear the same sizes that the MSU baseball players themselves wear. You know, three T. I don't know what size they, they, those 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 little scrappers are wearing, but while they're winning baseball games, you can wear the same gear. All you got to do is go to CollegeCornerStore.com. Or either of the two College Corner locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by Half Shell. And your little bulldog can look as same as the little bulldogs out there on the field with College Corner.
1: <laughs> there are some people out there right now, like, what is he And then there are at? some people who are, are s- like, oh, get I get it. it. Yeah. I get it.
0: I get it. I think there are more. Most of, those of
1: the people, people that listen to
0: this show get They get, get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. If, they, if you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> our good friends over Advantage Business Systems know that sometimes you have to make that choice between a business big enough to serve all of your needs, or a business small enough to provide you with the personal service you desire, then there's Advantage Business Systems. They do both. All you've got to do is give them a call, and they can get themselves to work for you, helping your business succeed the way they've helped hundreds of businesses throughout the Magnolia State over the past 50 years. It's just a phone call away, and you get great service, great products, and great people with a great local business. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. There was some business done at Duty Noble Field this weekend.
1: Yeah, Let me tell you, business about picked up a few times. You know, J- we
0: th- th- you might have needed Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler on the call instead of Jim Ellis and <laughs> Ron Paul. Y- you could have busted out your old. Uh, I-, I think he hit him with the commode. <laughs> there was there was plunder all over the field. <laughs> it was incredible. I look, I've seen state play LSU, play Ole Miss, play Vanderbilt, in Florida. the the The, the series, the only series I can remember that had this level of chippiness. Was that Florida Super Regional? Remember? Oh yeah. When Cohen getting into it with in his buddy O'Sullivan. Uh, yeah, those two are those best of friends. But right, man, Tulane and Mississippi State. Who knew this old school SEC rivalry held such venom? I have never seen this much chirping back and forth between the dugouts. But in the end, it was the Bulldogs who get the series victory with back to back walk off wins, including a walk off grand slam.
1: I, I, you watch a lot of baseball. Ever seen that before? Have I seen a walk-off Grand Slam? Yeah. I have. I mean, I can't just sit here and cite instances. Yeah, I would be something when you would remember. I've seen it. I, I, I think that's the first one live I've ever seen. Okay. I, I'm almost certain it's the first one live I've ever seen. First
0: pitch, locked and loaded, tried to sneak a fastball in there, and Luke Hancock was having none of that.
1: This sounds weird for a Mississippi State two-lane series. Yeah. But... Struggle to remember another non-conference series as memorable as this one was. Yeah, I mean, you think back
0: to uh, Lamona's first year, that series with USM, and you had what was his name, Matthew? What was his name? Their big hitter. Oh who yeah, talked, yeah. Know, that talk? talked
1: his track. Uh, was it? What was his name? Was it Bald? I I to say it was Baldner or something, but that may be wrong. I remember him talking. Matt.
0: Uh, Oh, what was his name? Warner. Walner. Walner, you were closed, yeah. And uh there was some of that. Because remember the the PA system kept playing like little they took little digs at him. He didn't get a hit the whole weekend. But this was on the field. Yeah. This was two lanes dugout, acting like an under twelve team. <laughs>
1: I mean and look don't get me wrong. I, I liked it. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, yet. I I put on 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 the Twitter that I, I love baseball, but I'm head over heels in love with that kind of baseball just get after where it's it. just intense. Yeah. Now Chris Lamonis said afterwards that ain't his style. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> not. It, Lamona's is not the kind of guy to get into that. I, I get that. And if
1: I was the head coach of either team, I would. If I was the head coach, I, that wouldn't be my style either. So I, I get it from Chris. But from See, a fan yeah. standpoint,
0: I, I would be. I would be like, let's do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably so. From a fan standpoint, though, watching that. Oh, man, that's a lot of fun. Give me that every weekend. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you got good games
0: on top of that. So, you know, and especially when you look at the way Friday's game went and McLeod couldn't really do anything and State just, just could not get anything going in that game.
1: And to Christian's credit here, he didn't give up an iron run. He got right. hurt tremendously by something that cropped up a few times this weekend. Yeah. Uh Errors. A a lack of fielding the ball cleanly.
0: Yeah, Cam, Cam James, I think, is fielding like a smooth eight thirty.
1: What he's in right now is a fielding slump. I don't he, he's not this bad defensively, but I do think There's every There's no way he could be a college baseball player and be this bad. Every ball hit to him at this point, probably as soon as that first hop comes his way, it's I can't mess this one up. Like I guarantee you He's got that Mackey like, Sasser thing yeah, working. It's there. almost a, it's a, a mental thing. He just needs a couple of he, he needs that's a couple of rounders and he's fine. Lamontis just said that.
0: he's like, just needs to play. Yeah, you know, just just a couple of, like they're, they're, the the one he had late in the game, the slow roller, kind slow of. roller, and he you see him double pump, and as soon as that second he goes back to oh the you club, just knew it's over. Yeah, he's not he's not making that throw. And, and
1: that to me is the si- a sign of a guy that it is in confident. his head a little bit.
0: Normally, shortstop picks that
1: up. Does one motion lets it fly? It's like Westberg just lets it fly. Gosh, I, I can't, I can't overthrow. I can't underthrow. Like You're I, thinking, I, he's thinking, You're thinking, and it's. I really do think it's just all in his head right now. Well, we'll, but but he, ever,
0: in the, in, in, on the other side of it, the bat has turned around for yeah, him. for sure. He had, a, he had he had a great week and had a monster. Let me tell you something right now. By the way, you weren't at this game. I know you were watching, but. Every home run hit today was a tank. Yeah. I mean, every one of them, including the the first one from Tulane, uh, Chase, is it Eberhard? I think that's his name. Yeah. And, and, by the way, MSU's fans were giving him
1: oh, the it, business. It, it was coming through loud and clear on the broadcast. It's like, Ch- but, Chase... You still,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> like but every five. The stadiums. first
0: shot he had, I think, cleared the stadium and left. So, <laughs> so on Saturday, Hancock clears the stadium. Hancock's grand slam might be the furthest home run I've ever seen hit to right in that stadium. Yeah, Pimentel's was a shot
1: last year too. It didn't get, get out of the state, park but,
0: though. Uh, like leaving, I'm not talking about like leaving the stadium. It was in the parking lot, and the same one for that shot today. The left that ball was out was
1: out of the stadium.
0: Um, it in you know.
1: Well, because they you know I can't remember who hit hit the ball for Tulane, but they saw that you can't hit it anywhere near the Columbus is like seven feet tall out there. He's that's a bring huge back. play, by the way. That was one because it game. saves a run. Yeah,
0: you know, and then you're exactly anybody but Columbus doesn't make that catch. But Columbus, being six foot five, when he leaps, he's seven feet tall, and so he's able to go up and get that. Anybody else out there and left? That ball goes over the fence. Tanner Leggett hit one that would have set a record for being the quickest to ever get out—an absolute laser that just clips the top of the wall and goes 20 feet back into the outfield. So just just a this was a fun baseball game, fun baseball series. The yeah, it had everything series. you wanted. And if you're a Mississippi State fan, obviously you're pleased because it had two wins. Now there weren't. There's a lot of issues this weekend. No, it wasn't perfect Mississippi State baseball. Well, Cloud anyway. didn't have a great start. Sarantola struggled and looked like nothing has changed with him. It's only his first start, but I'm just saying. Um, you had some clutch hitting issues. We mentioned the fielding issues. But to me,
1: it says something about a team that all of that can happen, and you still grab two wins. Against a two-lane team, and look, coaches say crap like this all the time, but Chris Mona said in post-game that that's a regional team. It is a regional they
0: team. They are an NCA
1: 2A yeah. tournament team. <laughs> you sometimes hear that and you roll your eyes at it. Tulane has the arms, and you saw the pop they've got in that lineup. Tulane will be a, a regional team, and will probably be like in Starkville or Oxford <laughs> when it's said yeah. and done, too. So that ought to scare you to death. If that team comes rolling up into Starkville as your you know, two or three seed Four seed, whatever they are, I don't think they'll be a four seed. But that's a really good baseball team that you don't want to see come to your regional. Yeah, especially
0: um, with that the the Friday guy. What's his name? Olt, what's his name? Olthoff or whatever. That guy was. can win. That guy can beat was, your ace. Well, he did. That's what I'm saying. Like you go to a, you go to a regional and that guy's pitching the first game. Beat beat They're, their beat
1: their ace and shoved it up their
0: ace ace. <laughs> but that's a guy who can win a, a game one of a regional and put his team into the winners bracket. Um, so a three and one week for Mississippi State. They're now five and two on the season, likely to go up a little bit in the poll. A weird weekend for baseball. I, I know that uh, Vandy lost the game this weekend. Miami, who took two from Florida last week, and they lost their series. Uh, we all know what happened in Oxford this weekend. So State should you know benefit from that. I could see them being maybe fourth, maybe even third in the D one poll. We'll have to see. Um, what were your takeaways from from the weekend? Just just you know, positive and negative.
1: Uh Landon Sims continues to go down a track where I could see him in competition for with like Kumar Rocker and company at the end of the year for SEC pitcher of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's that good. I believe he he's struck out He's faced 28 batters this year and has struck out 20 of them. That's an insane
0: stat. It really is.
1: And uh he did allow a run, so mm-hmm. he is he's mortal barely. But he looked really good. And, you know, you're going to run into a uh, an issue at some point with him. Or you may not. But if Bednar continues to be out, and Lamonis insists that's still a day-to-day thing. yeah. So maybe he's not going to continue to be out. But if he did, and Sarantola continues down the path of what he did, and just, as you said, just his one start. But he looked like Sarantola of the past in his one start. Very wild. Um... If state has two holes to fill in that weekend rotation, it's going to be tough to keep Sims out of it, right? I mean, I, I agree. You put a humongous Dan in your bullpen. If you well, I mean, do pull you? that trigger, but do you? You may not. You, you yeah, may, you got a guy may, out there that goes six, seven you, every you can start. You get six
0: innings out of him. You're you're that's somebody else you don't have to deal with. So I don't, I don't know if that's that's necessary. But
1: anyway, you ask about big time takeaways. It's that. Sims is amazing. Yeah, and and that's that. one. Um, well, what State's about not State's good. not hitting the ball, man. I mean, no. they're really.
0: They, but, but that's what we said before the season
1: that we were concerned about the hitting. I mean, I don't have the overall stats in front of me, although I guess I could get them pretty quick. But Luke's hitting about three fifty, I think. I think it's in three forties, actually.
0: Yeah. Tanner Allen's up around three thirty. And
1: that's- outside of that, I think everybody's about two fifty or less. Yeah. Um, Rowdy's off to another slow start. He's yeah. had some big hit. Some of his hits have been big. The, the, he, hit, he, the few hits he has had have they've been counted. big hits. Yeah. Um, but I think he's hit below 200. Logan Tanner's starting to heat up a little he bit. He is. Um, but overall, there's just been some inconsistency offensively. But I think the makings are there of a solid offensive team. And I still believe that the arms on this team are good enough that that's all this team needs to be is a solid offensive team. Um... They keep finding ways to win. You know, they're getting hits when they need them. Yeah. And that's really what matters the most. I I know that the clutch gene isn't really something that you can quantify, but this team seems to have it. You know, that was something that I took away from this weekend was that Tulane kind of made Mississippi State play with that edge. Now, I think some of Mississippi State's players played with a little bit of an edge anyway, but... All the chirping from the dugout and things. I mean, you, you saw Brandon Smith pull Ethan Small there and get the strikeout and, you know, let let Tulane have the business there after that inning and stuff. You, you kind of, I don't know, when you, when you got a young pitching staff and you're relying on some, some new young bats and you kind of want to, to see them develop a little bit of that Tanner Allen swag, I guess. Because Tanner yeah. Allen got a little bit of... As I put on Twitter, too, today, he's got that chipper swag in him, too, yeah. a little bit. And, and you kind of like to see that come out of guys. I think this weekend you may have seen some of that some of that edge, that chip on the shoulder thing come back. Look, I don't think it's any surprise that a lot of the teams that go deep, not just in college baseball but pro baseball, a lot of them have a little edge to them. Yeah. You know, that 2013 Mississippi State team, it's not a surprise to me that it had a guy like Kendall Graven on that it will throw it a Mason Katz. Yeah kind of shake him up a little bit there there was some edge to that to that team it's not a surprise to me that the 2019 bulldogs went to omaha when you got a guy like ethan small that'll chirp back at a dugout or whatever this team showed against tulane whether it was brandon smith or the back and forth and the walking it off on sunday and waving at them that they've got some of that edge to them yeah and you look at some of the best teams that's ever played the game and and they've got some of those characters that, that have that you know A little bit of crazy to them. And I think this Mississippi State team this weekend uh, showed that they can play with that little bit of crazy. The biggest thing to me this weekend is this. If you can
0: win when you're playing bad, what are you going to do when you start playing well? Yep. And this team is going to play well and probably play well a lot of games. So what happens then? You know, what happens when, when, when McLeod is just cruising? And what happens when Sarantola figures things out? And what happens when Rowdy Jordan starts hitting the ball like we know Rowdy Jordan can hit the ball? When those things happen, I mean, this team is going to be very, very tough to beat. Um, But at the same time, like we saw this weekend, if they have to gut it out and just grind and scrape for everything, they can do that too. I mean, when you walk somebody off, you know, obviously the next day you sort of probably carry a little bit of a high into that game. But the way that the the top of the ninth went, to give up a two-run bomb like that to Spencer Price, who's been so good, and... You know, you're just, you're down sort of your last strike basically against a guy who you know Tanner Allen's 0 for four on the day with three Ks. Everything is written in the stars there to just lose the game, but this team sort of writes its own its own script as it goes. Um, so they they're they've been fun to watch these first two weekends of the season. This weekend coming up, you know, you got USM, which is a game that uh you know, uh down in Pearl. And then Tennessee Tech this weekend, who is not a very good team. If you can beat Southern, you know, I, we, we said last week it's sort of difficult to predict a sweep, but
1: you might predict you one. might predict
0: week. one this weekend. And if yeah. you get a four 0 week and you're gonna be nine you can be nine and two, you know, a week before conference play starts, man. And this team this team is moving in the right direction. You gotta feel from a, a mental standpoint they've gotta be feeling pretty well because they gotta know what we're talking about here, right? They know that hey, we're not playing great, but we're winning.
1: Yeah. They, they know that. It's a much better situation to be in to be learning while you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to yeah. – because, look, the warts on this team would have been the same had Tanner Allen swung through that 3-2 fastball today. Right. The warts are still there. But, but, you're 5-2. and two. You got the job done. You did what you need to do. Um, and, w- I mean, the team is right where you kind of thought it would be. I asked Chris Lamonis in postgame – you look at what this team has had to go through already. They've had six weekend games. In half of them, they haven't had a proje- one of their projected weekend starters going because Bender's missed two starts now. Sarantola missed one. Um, so half your weekend games, you haven't even had a projected weekend starter going. Um, in, I think, five of the seven Mississippi State games this year, they have either been tied or trailing in the eighth inning or later. Um, of course, in four of them, they've been trailing in the right. ninth inning. Right. Two of them, they lost. Two of them, they walked off this weekend. Right. So, when you consider everything, and you consider the holes this team's kind of been in at times, and you consider that you hadn't got a start out of Bednar yet. You missed one start out of Sarantola, and his second one, you might have actually been better off had he missed that one, because yeah. it was not good. Yeah. I mean... Considering everything this team has been through, considering they played three top ten teams on Open Weekend, they just played a two-lane team that, like we said, I would be shocked if they're not a regional team. You're 5-2. And, and like you said, you have a realistic shot to have a 4-0 and o week be 9-2, and two, and you are at least off and running towards earning a national seed.
0: You're doing the things you have to do. Yeah. You can you, you only...
1: Now you got a finite number of games
0: you can lose. You're not losing them right this second.
1: When it, you know when conference play starts, some of the things state's doing right now, kicking the ball around and yeah, uh, you know being inconsistent offensively, that'll cost you some league games yeah. for sure. But right you, now you, you can you, basically you kinda...
0: lose one game a week throughout the college baseball season. You can mm-hmm. lose one game a week. If you do that, you're probably a national seed. You start losing a you know a game a week plus a game here and there, then it starts getting iffy. And then if you you know anything more than that, well then you probably you may not even make the tournament, or you, you at best you're on the road. State right now is doing the things they have to do to win. They yep. have a good week. The, the game against Southern is going to be interesting. Brandon Smith uh, pitched on Sunday, so I don't know if he would get that that midweek start. That's the guy you, I would like to start there, uh, but we'll have to just wait and see what happens with him. Houston Harding threw a few innings. I don't I don't right now I don't know who that starter is going to be. I don't was know.
1: that Friday or Saturday that Harding threw?
0: He threw on Saturday. Okay. So he could probably come back. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think against USM you go the whole staff route. You probably want to have a guy try to give you three or four innings. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Big game down there in Pearl, though. That'll be a good win for Mississippi State if if they can get it.
1: What has Southern done so far? Uh, they took we're... a
0: series. They took a series this weekend from. Uh, oh gosh, uh, I was it's UConn, who has been a pretty consistent. Good team, uh, they they won two out of three. They lost the rubber game on Sunday. They're four and three on the season. They had a weird loss to to uh, Northwestern State in the first weekend, and then they lost to South Alabama at South Alabama this
1: past uh, Tuesday. I don't know what South Alabama is this year, but, but they're, tra- they're year traditionally in, year out, it's a pretty good. decent program. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I mean Southern's a good team. They they're playing a pretty tough. You know, Northwestern State's not great, but I mean look at Southern's schedule. They they have. Three-game set with Louisiana Lafayette. That's going to be a tough set for them. Missouri State is a team that th- stays in the postseason a lot. They have a game with Alabama, and then they start Conference USA play. So It's a big game for Southern, too, as well. Not to mention, on top of that, you know, it's Mississippi State versus USM. Always been a pretty good baseball rivalry. All right, let's move on over to basketball, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I saw this weekend they were out at Val's Market here in Starkville. Those products, great great steaks and burgers, now on the shelf at Val's Market. You can shop there, or you can always shop at the store over there on University Drive. And that's, you know, Starkville's not the only North Mississippi location. We've, there are stores all over the place. Corinth, Louisville, Bahalia, uh, Olive Branch, just a number of places. Check out Welcome Home Beef's Facebook page. They've got the full list for you there, facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. And, of course, we're talking about some of the best steaks, burgers, roasts, beef products you can buy grain-fed locally sourced beef by guys who have been in this business their whole lives they know the cow they they get it get it straight off the hoof don't you know it's good, it's good times so when you're looking to make an impression welcome home beef is what you want to put on the plate so call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at WelcomeHomeBeef.com, find out what the good stuff's all about, because I promise you this, when it comes to Welcome Home Beef, it just tastes good. Our good friends over at Two Brothers, man, I hope you made it, were able to make it out there this weekend. We had such great weather this weekend, which we did not think we were going to have, but we ended up having it. Hopefully you made it over to Two Brothers. I, out on my way home from the uh, game, uh, I guess Saturday night from the basketball game, driving home through the, uh, you know, from University Drive and seeing and people were out and Two Brothers was rocking as it well it should be because there's just no better place in Startville to grab a drink, grab a meal, enjoy yourself, especially when the weather's good. That patio is just so good out there. So, what's what do you what what what, what why would you not do it? If you're going to be in Startville this weekend, Two Brothers ha, your list should be like this. Duty Noble Field? Two Brothers. Simple as that. So, head over there today, 621 University Drive. Great food, great drinks. It's Southern food, Southern soul food, so much more than just smoked meats at Two Brothers. All right, so, well, first off, first off, these people with the, oh, it's basketball, I ain't going to basketball, shut up. All right, shut your mouths. All right, this is a podcast with two people. I look at my partner, I said, what are you wanting to do here? I don't, I'm, Joel, I'm not Joel's boss. I can't tell him to go somewhere. He's like, "I'm staying at baseball." Okay, I'm going to go to basketball then, so that one of us sees that game. Does that make sense to everybody now? I think you're a
1: hero for doing
0: it. I uh, well, i, I it's not all heroes wear capes. I'm not a hero, okay? But I am a pretty good guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I have a job to do, people. You know, it's going to be all right. Anyway, I think if I had told you on Friday, Joel, that State was going to hold Alabama to 32% shooting, you might have said, well, they're probably going to win that game. They did not win that game. Uh, They they battled back. I'll give them credit. They they, they were down 13 at the half, fought the entire second half, uh, had some opportunities to, to, to get into the lead, down three at one point, and then, I mean... They, they're down three, and the next three shots are miss three, miss three from Jalen Johnson. And then a off-balance 20-footer from abdul Adu of all people. And Alabama just sort of carries the, the ball on into the end zone. Crimson Tire of the SEC champions, first time since 2002. Uh, and Mississippi State falls to 13-12 and 12 in the season. 64-59 was the final score uh, from the hump. I thought this is another game, and this is maybe the third or fourth game this year, where defensively I thought State did enough to win. But miss free throws, too many turnovers, and just the inability to make the clutch shot when they had to. It all ended up as as a loss for Mississippi State. So I, I, I'm I'm sort of I can't feel like I can't bang on them too much because Alabama was a really good team and they stayed in the game and they never gave up. And, and I'm sort of I'm sort of playing the uh, both sides of the field here, aren't I? Like <laughs> you know they never gave up. Well, that's sort of the, the minimum requirement, and it is. How many times down double digits against a much superior opponent have you seen teams? Yeah. Just, I mean, if you watch the women's game on Saturday, on Sunday, yeah, you, you saw the, a team that just gave up. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, if this was football and you were in the game in the fourth quarter yeah. against the number six team in the country, yeah. Everybody would kind of yeah. no nobody's taken moral victories, but you would have been like, okay. Like, all right, that's about the best they could have done, especially yeah. this team. But basketball, for whatever reason, the frustration level has been well, to the point to where it's just any little thing now. You say to for whatever reason. We know what the reason is. Well, yeah, know, we know what the reason is, but there's there is no slack given. No, and, and there shouldn't be at this point. Yeah.
0: I mean it just is what it is. So even, against, has two the num- games even against
1: the number six team in the country?
0: Because you had you're down three with the ball and the wrong guys are taking shots. You know, and that that's that's an issue where it's got to be drilled in everybody's head. Hey, the ball goes through DJ, then it goes to Iverson, then it goes to Tolu, and then if anybody else touches the ball, and, and you're standing underneath the basket wide open, you can take a shot. You know, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like, what was it, Strap in Hoosiers, where he's just like, if you're... <laughs> Don't shoot the ball unless you are underneath the basket by yourself. (laughs) So, uh, tough way for a senior night. You know, Abdul-Adoo is a guy who's – I mean, I I don't question the guy. Tough as nails. Has been a a good contributor for Mississippi State. But at the same time, you know, I don't want him, you know, pulling up from 20 foot, you know, just inside the three-point line with the game on the line. So, um, State has two games left, Texas A&M and Auburn, both on the road. Both, at the end of the day, kind of winnable games. I mean, Texas A&M is not good. And, and honestly, I don't even know if that game will get played because Texas A&M cannot stop having COVID. And then Auburn, I mean, they, they've been having some injury issues. And what makes Auburn on the road dangerous? Well, that's not a problem right now. It's that arena. So, chance for State to finish, you know, strong's not the right word, but better, you know, go out with, with some positive momentum heading into the SEC tournament.
1: Well, I remember it wasn't that long ago where there we were six games left, and you and I sat here and said, if they did something like finish 3-3, three and three, all's well kind of thing. Yeah. And all I got to do is win one this week, and they would have finished 3-3. Three and three Yeah, you're right about six. that. So, I, I,
0: I just don't think... This is such an odd season, because back in November, if you had said this is where they finished up, I would have said probably right. Probably about right, you know. Maybe thought they could have been a little bit better, but at the same time, mean, they could have been a little bit worse. But because I watched the season, and I saw the way they played at times, and I saw the way they lost at times, I feel like this they, they have underachieved. I feel like this team should be at least one to two games better. And if they were one to two games better, I think everybody would be fully on board for the, the next year of Ben Halen. But as it is, it's not fully on board. So we're going to go through another off season of Really, nobody willing to commit to caring about basketball. Nobody's going to put themselves into that relationship, knowing that come March of next year, the chances are good that you could be in pain again. So, I, something Brandon Walker said on Twitter. Brandon Walker, by the way, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Uh, he used to be a podcaster on Bulldog Sports Radio. I don't know what he does now. Um, he's,
1: wonder who guy Gave him, gave him his legs. Put yeah. the wind beneath his wings. Yeah, who that I, was. I I
0: clearly built the guy. You know, <laughs> all his success is due to me. He has been very kind in the past in saying that I, I, I gave, I sort of sent him on the way. I, I appreciate that. Well, you,
1: you definitely weren't a roadblock. So. No, no. I mean, I, I gave
0: him an opportunity, but you know, just like a coach, right? I can put you in the game, but you got to carry. You got to carry the ball. Yeah. That guy has carried the you ball. sure sure has. Um, but anyway, he he made the comment on Twitter Saturday. It's like I don't remember the last time. I enjoyed MSU basketball, and that's a tough thing, you know, because I thought about the the, the season of of I guess that's twenty eighteen nineteen. Is that right? When they were in the tournament, is that is that the correct year? Yeah, I guess so. And I, was that a very enjoyable basketball season? I mean, they were pretty comfortably in, but for whatever reason, I, I it just doesn't ever feel like you know. You think about like from a record standpoint, I think part of I think part of it is. Honestly, tell me if you think I'm wrong. It's the lack of divisions. Because would that team have won the West that year? I can't remember what the standings were. I, I, I can't either. I don't know if Auburn would have been ahead of them. But now you got me wanting to look. But 2018-19 SEC basketball standings. Um, but I mean, no LSU. So LSU. Okay, never mind. So they would have been third in the West and well out of it actually. But third
1: in the west in a five seed in the NCAA tournament
0: that's crazy yeah when you think about it um where's where's the thing
1: anyway the league was really good that year wasn't it yes like you got you had like nine eight or nine teams in
0: yes why is this thing not working anyway I'm just i just clicking on this thing and it won't it just won't give me what I want to see. Yeah, so yeah, so state. Uh, I mean, Ole Miss was seventh in the league and got in. Florida did Florida get in that year? They were they were nine and nine in the conference. And I'm trying to see if they got in or not. Whatever.
1: Gosh, and didn't, and didn't state start like zero and two or zero and three in SEC play that year? Yes. Yeah, and that's
0: going back to that. That's one of the reasons people never got really on board was you had this. They were great in non-conference play, and then they they lost. I think they the, lost
1: one game in non-conference, right? Yeah,
0: I believe that's correct. the it, it was
1: Cincinnati. It I was believe. the
0: Cincinnati. I think that's correct. Yeah, and is that right? Or was that the year they beat Cincinnati? I don't remember, but the first two conference games they lost on the road at South Carolina. And then they had Ole Miss at home, and Ole Miss. That's the that's the uh, I the forgot Barney, Robert Woodard game. The, yeah, no, yeah, that's the I forgot Robert Woodard, and was it, who was the Stinson? Was that his name? Henson, uh, uh, Blake Henson, Blake Henson. Yeah, scores twenty six points game. That's that's that game, and you had a big, huge crowd at the hump that day, and everybody just said, "I'm, I'm not going to do this again." That team went twenty three and eleven, or, so they would have been twenty three and ten going into the NCAA tournament. You know, South Carolina actually finished ahead of them, but didn't make the NCAA tournament that year. They were sixteen and sixteen.
1: This team, we've talked about it before, but this team really has had the knack over the Ben Howland era of if you could just cherry pick the games, that's going to suck the air right out of the program. They they, they, lose they those have games. picked them. That no, the was usually Ole
0: Miss. It's usually Ole Miss. Like think about two, a season ago, that team, I think they had won a couple in a row or whatever, and they're in pretty good shape, and they go up to Ole Miss and lose by by thirty. And let Brian Tyree score a forty burger on them. I mean, it's just Ben Howland. People have to a signature win. It shouldn't be something you have to argue about. What's Mullins? He beat Auburn. Period. He beat Auburn to go to number one. That's his signature win, All right? What's Howland's? Beat Missouri at home this year. Yeah. I think his best win. I think he beat Auburn the, their final four year. That might be technically his best win.
1: But who remembers it? Tell me something about that game. Yeah, and at the time, no one. I don't.
0: No, at all. Nobody it really good th- at the time. It's not like felt like he beat them when they were hot. Like it was that game they lost, and they started getting hot after that. So it's just it's just a tough sell right now for Mississippi State, and that's what this offseason is going to be: is trying to sell people that hey Ben Howland, this is the year now. He's got the team, got the guys to do it. He's going to have a talented roster next year. It's just. But this is this is the breaking point. Next year is the year. It's either it happens, or or you ha, you have to move forward one way or the other next year. I mean,
1: it sure feels like that's where we're at. I don't see any other uh, way. <laughs> but from a fan buying in standpoint, I mean, like you just said with that team a couple of years ago, everybody knew that they were NCAA tournament bound or whatever, but nobody really. You'd still look around at the hump, and it just didn't seem like the kind of crowd you would have for a NCAA tourney-bound team. I don't know what it's going to take to get the men back anywhere close from a crowd support standpoint to what it once was. I, you know, nobody's listening to this show is rooting for this, but if the women continue on a downward trajectory, you wonder if that impacts, I think we talked about this the other day, but yeah. would that impact crowd Possibly. support for the men? I, I don't Possibly. know.
0: So, not going to spend any time on the women. I mean, because they certainly sure, they didn't spend any time trying to do anything themselves uh, this past Sunday. The SEC women's tournament starts up this week. State will play on Thursday for the first time since I can remember. Like ten in the morning. Yeah, playing the eight nine game against LSU. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it is what it is there with, the, with that team. So we'll see. Men's basketball. I mean, I, I want to see these last two games, and then I'll give my like a report card. Honestly, I think if they got like a C plus, it's pretty good. You know. Because it was trending really bad there until they beat Ole Miss. That, that game seems to have sparked a little bit of a renaissance. We'll see if they you know, if they have the finish.
1: What do you – is it the – got to finish like 10th or better to not play on that first day? That I think right? that's correct, yeah. Where's state at? I should know this, seeing as how I cover the team, but I haven't looked since Saturday night.
0: Right now, Mississippi State is – oh, we're going to do this again –
1: is it not working again? I don't know what's going on with this. You've had
0: more computer issues the last. It's it's not it's not the computer. It's Google. Their their link is bad uh, right now. Mississippi State is well. Let's, let's count from down. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six from the bottom would be eighth. They're eighth. So right now they're they're on they're playing on day two.
1: So yeah. we'll see. So you'd have to win four in a row to win it. Four games in four days.
0: Yeah. State is only... Uh, let's see. They would finish 9-9. Nine and nine. LSU only... Ha- I don't know if LSU has three games remaining or not, but it would be possible if they did for State to tie them. So State's, I guess, technically only two games out of fourth. It's
1: insane. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a crapshoot is what it is this year. I mean, I'd be shocked if Vandy won it. I mean, it'd be a surprise, no doubt, if Mississippi State won the SEC tournament, given what they've been this year. Right. But on any given night, there's nobody in the league State can't beat. No, you're right.
0: I agree with that. I mean, even Alabama and Arkansas State could beat those teams. They've beaten Florida. So
1: The issue is they'd have to do it four days in a row, and right. they haven't proven they can win more than two or three no, in a row. Yeah, so.
0: That's not going to happen. So.
1: All right, uh, tomorrow's show. It's
0: going to be a little grab bag of everything, I guess. we'll We'll figure it out. And then uh, we'll we'll go from there. Guys, have a great Monday. Joel and I will be back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.